Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to Inbound Buzz. I'm your host, Moby Sadiq, and you're listening to episode number 94. Today, we have a very special guest, the Alyssa Hudson from HubSpot, who will be talking all things chatbots, and she's going to tell us the difference between Facebook bots versus chatbots, exactly how to get started, how you can use um, Messenger bots as a, as a, I guess, replacement for landing pages, and of course, HubSpot conversations. Now, sometimes when we record these interviews, they're done a little while in advance, and since we recorded this with Alyssa, there's been some big news from HubSpot, and of course, I'm talking about the launch of HubSpot conversations. So HubSpot Conversations is, it's like, it's like a one-stop sort of centralized inbox that combines multi-channel interactions that and includes things like email, um, live chat, chatbots, all in sort of one place. So all the interactions you have with your prospects, you can see them in one spot. And the beauty of this, of course, is it connects to your CRM. So all the interactions you're having, whether they're clicking on links from your emails, whether they're visiting pages, uh, they're coming through chatbots uh, or your normal live chat, email, whatever, it's all in one centralized place. So it's really, really awesome stuff. Now, I'm going to leave it at that. Alyssa will get into this in a little bit more detail. So without further ado, let's get straight into it and learn a thing or two from Alyssa Hudson. Welcome to Inbound Buzz. I'm your host, Moby Sadiq, and I'm here with Alyssa Hudson, the Senior Marketing Manager at HubSpot for ANZ. Mm-hmm. Yep. Literally, just before we recorded this, I tried to get it out and I, and I <laughs> stuffed it up anyway. So, Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us and for no your time. No worries. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do at HubSpot? Yeah, so I it's probably makes sense that I walk you through my journey at HubSpot because mm-hmm. I've done quite a lot of different roles here. So I've been at HubSpot two and a half years. Um, I started out on content and campaigns, so uh, creating content offers with co-marketing par- partners in region primarily. Um, I then moved on to more of the, uh, still in demand gen, but more email marketing, sometimes marketing ops kind of stuff, the backend mm. stuff of it all. Um, and that led me on to working on Messenger. And I worked on HubSpot's earliest experimentation with Messenger. We ran all that out of Australia, out of our Sydney office. Um, and as that grew, um, we created a bigger team mm. and I decided I wanted to step back from that. And this year I'm actually focusing on brand awareness and uh, yeah, growing the HubSpot brand in Australia and New Zealand. So that includes everything from uh, PR and media to mm. uh, getting us on podcasts like this to um, getting us uh, speaking gigs, external events, and that kind of thing. So hopefully you'll see much more of HubSpot if you live in Australia or New Zealand. Oh this year. <laughs> every city, every other day you're popping up in Adelaide or whatever. So yes. no doubt you're doing a great job. Thank you. So um, Alyssa, you you did this. So the, our last HubSpot user group for Sydney, mm-hmm. um, you did this great presentation on Messenger. Uh, now, before we get into that, you spoke about the fact that the rise of Messenger and apps like messaging apps have mm-hmm. really been propelled by smartphones. 
Um, so tell us a little bit about that relationship between smartphones and the, the increased use of that and our sort of addiction to these messaging apps. Yeah, so I think, you know, when you first got a smartphone or even, to be honest, a couple of years ago, your smartphone was full of all these different apps that mm. you use for different things. And like, we're actually seeing that really change now and where people are spending more and more time in just a few apps. And a huge percentage of those apps is actually messaging apps like Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, WeChat in Chinese market. Mm. Um, and WeChat's a really good example actually of how these messaging apps are becoming like the center of our internet. So it's how you communicate. The Safari browser. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. You can search within them, you can chat to your friends, you can pull in different extensions to help you figure out where to meet your friends, where to go for brunch, that kind of thing. And whilst it's still quite new for a lot of people, you only have to look at WeChat to see mm -hmm. what the potential is. Like WeChat is the internet in China. You do everything in there from booking a taxi or an Uber to chatting to your friends to, you can even bank in there and transfer money. Um, and yeah, you can see, um, you can see the same thing happening in the Western world if you look at the features that are being brought into Facebook Messenger and starting to be used by mm -hmm. you know your average user. I love how you said, um, yeah. So we we've gone from this proliferation, this ubiquitous scenario with all these apps, and now we're spending more time between fewer and fewer ones. I mm -hmm. love that, and I think that talks to. I'm sure you get it all the time. I get it with our clients or our prospects, where they'll say, "Oh, you know, we need to develop an app." And we sort of have mm -hmm. to bring around exactly to what you've just said there. Yeah. It's like, look, you know what? There's, and we're going to talk about this now. There's all these things you can do. So fish where the fish are fishing. You mm -hmm. know, they're yeah. in these apps, so let's, let's do that. So, a simple question. Why? Let, let's talk, start with Messenger first, if that's okay. Um, why Messenger? Why should marketers care about Messenger? Well, I think if you look at the user base in Messenger, there are one point three billion mm -hmm. uh, it's weekly active users, monthly active users, but basically most people, most of your customers, most of your prospects are in Messenger. Uh, they have it on their phones. Um, so that's one huge reason why mm -hmm. is that that's where people are, that's where people are spending their time. But another reason is if you compare that to the channels that marketers are spending their time on, so Instagram for example is an obvious choice for most marketers um, and that has a smaller user base than Messenger. Um, yet, most marketers will be spending way more of their calories on Instagram than they are on Messenger. Mm. Um, and it's just trying to think about how you might redistribute your efforts or your time um, based on where people are spending their time. And that's not to say you should abandon something like Instagram, of course, um, but it's like just getting ahead of the curve on the other channels that are available to you and which I really believe will become huge channels for business. You know, if Facebook's putting their effort and their calories into building out Messenger as a real channel for business, which they are, mm. then the consumers will tend to follow and start using those features. Um, so it's a good idea to get ahead of the curve and just see what it can do for you yeah. early days. Um, the calories thing is such a good, yeah, let's not spend a disproportionate amount of time. Exactly. That's where they are, that's where we're heading. So I guess um, the, the business case for why, I think you've, you've done that succinctly very well. So let's talk about how, right? So. Um, what is a messenger chatbot? So, there's a distinction to be made here. There's messenger, which is the channel, Facebook Messenger, which mm -hmm. we're all very familiar with. Um, and a chatbot is basically the thing that can help you automate some of those interactions. So, you can have Facebook Messenger working for you as a channel, as a business, without having a chatbot within that messaging function. So, say if 
I was trying to get in touch with you, Moby, yeah. as a business. And I reached out to you on Facebook Messenger. I was like, hey, I'm looking for some help with my marketing strategy. Um, you could manually reply to me, and that is not a chatbot. That is just a, a, an interaction, like yeah. it might be over email. But for example, that's different. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. But what you can do is have a chatbot and deploy it into an app like Facebook Messenger um, that can automate some of that for you. So, you know, if someone says, if you're a, I don't know, a hair salon and someone says to you, hey, uh, where are you located? What's your address again? That chatbot might recognize that they're asking for an address and send it to them to save you some time. Um, right. So that's an example. And a chatbot can also be used, you know, on your website's live chat. Um, a chatbot isn't um, unique to Messenger. You can use it across any kind of chat function, wherever that is. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, we were chatting about this earlier to make that distinction. I think that confuses a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like bots, Messenger, Messenger bots, you yeah. know, like what's what. So, yeah, so we've noticed that too. And some of our clients are having the Messenger as the... Uh, live chat option yeah which yeah. is it sounds dumb but it's not because like that's where people are if you can reduce the, if you can have the path to least resistance and that's what we're talking about mm -hmm. the path to least resistance yeah. people will use it yeah. yeah and with that you yeah you can absolutely instead of having like a uh, different kind of messaging service whatever it is that you have on your website you can actually have that be Facebook Messenger that pops up there and the beauty of that is is that when someone wants to close that browser window say like you're onto your phone company and you're asking about your bill through their live chat on their website currently in a lot of cases what happens is you've got to leave that conversation because you've got to get somewhere you've got to close your laptop down mm -hmm. and head out the door the beauty of having that chat be Facebook Messenger embedded on your website instead is that that customer can close their laptop down, pull out their phone from their pocket as they're heading out the door, and because they have Messenger on their phone, they can continue that conversation on the go yeah. um, without it ever feeling like there was a break in it. And that's the beauty of using Facebook Messenger on your website as your live chat function. Um, because it that's so obvious. It works I never use that as an argument. So yeah. obvious yeah. to that. Yeah, they're gone. You still you can still pick up that conversation. Yep. They've already started if it's worth your while. That's amazing. Okay. So um you you've spoken a lot about this. Uh, you mentioned some stuff at Hug, you've done some posts about this for HubSpot as well. What are some best practice examples? So maybe give us some like sort of, you know, really cool big picture ones and also kind of smaller business ones. Yeah, so yeah. if I was a small business and I hadn't ever really used Messenger before, at the very least, I would have um, some kind of auto response and I would be checking my Facebook inbox um, daily because it's so if you're not checking it, it's so easy to miss and it is increasingly becoming a channel that your customers or your respective customers are gonna reach out to you via. One of my close friends just started a business here in Sydney cleaning luxury handbags called Bags Amore. And she set up shop here. First thing she did was set up a Facebook page um, even before she launched her website. And she was running a few Facebook ads and as a result of that, um, they weren't even messenger ads, but people were clicking through to her page and chatting with her in Facebook. And she, her first few customers came through that channel. And only because she was monitoring it did she capitalize on that quick enough. Mm -hmm. And now she's running messenger ads because she saw how effective that was. Um, so I think, you know, even if you're a super small business and you think, oh, I, I don't need this, my customers won't use this, at least be keeping an eye on that inbox. Mm -hmm. And within Facebook, you can kind of set up a, a one-liner reply when someone messages you. What I wouldn't recommend is that one-liner reply saying, 
if you want to get in touch with us, please email us. Like people, you want to match they the way you're communicating yeah, yeah. with people with the way that they want to communicate with you. If someone's communicated with you in Messenger, reply to them in Messenger. Don't make them go back to their email and write you an email. Um, you should be facilitating the conversation wherever they want to have it. Um, so on a small scale, that's what I do. Just pay attention to that inbox mm -hmm. and have someone replying. Um, on the other end of the scale, um, there are oh, the possibilities are endless with what you can do with it. So Facebook what, Messenger. Yeah, what's impressed you? What have you sort of seen? Um, I really love it when companies kind of replace the need for an app with Messenger. So you can get really creative with what you do in there. You can you can even have your full product line in there if you wanted for people to browse through and buy right in Messenger. Depending on what kind of business you are, that may or may not be something you could do. Um, Transport for London have a really amazing messenger bot where um, you can check what time your bus is due or whatever and this is live information it's not the timetable regurgitated it's live information based on how they're tracking that bus's journey like they already have that data they're already collecting that data and they're bringing it into messenger and not an app you know when you sit at the bus stop and you wonder where your bus is you don't have to use your 4G to download an app just to see where that bus is instead you can go into messenger click on Transport for London and do a quick little search there. And how easy is that? Like how convenient um, and what a better experience than having to go to the app store, download an app, waste your data doing that just for an app you're only ever going to use once. Yeah, and then it updates the entire thing. Exactly. You know what it feels like, Lisa? It, it feels, you know when apps were just starting and you know, companies were still finding a user case and like now it's just so normal like there'll be an app for something mm -hmm. we'll we will get to that point we will get yeah. to that point whether it's five years or three years or ten years it probably won't be that long where it's just normal for these brands to shift their apps to messenger apps, so. or they'll start developing those instead and i think they're like uis and it's very early stages with mm. that like yes you can create these experiences in messenger and they can actually look pretty good are they as customizable and beautiful as what you can create in an app yet? No, but they are very functional and they work really, really well. And I think what we'll see is that UI just improving and improving and improving and yeah. the experience for your end user will just be more and more like an app, but within Messenger. Yeah, and you can already, you can already, I think it's already, I know it's out, you can already call pages. Yes, you can, that. you can. Mm -hmm. So the barriers are just... Reducing. Exactly. Yeah. You don't you don't need a phone number, you don't need a landline if you're a business anymore, all you need is a Facebook page. It's like weird. it's pretty incredible the way that you could run an entire business off just a Facebook page. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, it's, it's interesting you, you talk about your, your friend who if she makes anything out of this, she owes you and I a, a commission. What was it? What was it? Amore bag? Bags Amore, yeah. yeah. Luxury handbag cleaning. For me it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure my wife would be something like Yeah, but that was such like I was working on all of this stuff last year and I I hadn't even told her about it and yet mm. she came to me she's like oh yeah I got my first few customers this week they came through Facebook I was like oh how like what do you mean she's like oh they messaged me on Facebook yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. it's happening like all this stuff that we predicted would happen and we were testing and experimenting with is happening for someone who's not a marketer she's an entrepreneur like yeah. she's not a marketing specialist she didn't plan she didn't strategize to do that her customers were coming to her through that channel it's interesting what you said earlier because that often happens it's when people start a business there's a few things they do they get a business card before they have anything mm -hmm. and they'll get a facebook page yep. before they have a website yeah. so that's just so seamless and the reason she did that is because her website was taking some time to develop so mm -hmm. she was like i don't want to waste this time waiting for a website let's start up lean on a facebook page while that's being worked on in the background and it worked for her she was generating customers before she even had a website 
Fantastic. So for the skeptics listening, like, oh, but I'm a B2B business, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you say to them? I'd say, why are HubSpot's a B2B business? Um, all my experimentation was in B2B. We didn't touch B2C. Um, and we were using Messenger to generate leads, um, to generate registrations um, for our events. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of different things. We were using it to communicate with atten- uh, event attendees in a live setting. You know, most B2B businesses will run some kind of in-person event or interaction. Um, yeah, like it absolutely works for B2B. Um, you know, you're, you might be selling to businesses, but those businesses have humans working for them. Those humans use Facebook Messenger. Why wouldn't they use it in that setting? And mm. we actually found that, yeah, we, we, saw, we saw no like downside to using it for b2b it worked really really well I, yeah i really can't see it but that argument does come up yeah i mean like even if you're, you're a liquid company liquid company you sell liquids to other businesses that mm-hmm. do stuff with liquids it could still work because you know i yeah. think there's there's a couple of reasons why one it would be novel at the moment it's novel yep. and later it's going to be ubiquitous mm-hmm. you know what i mean so you might as well get ahead of that yeah career. and i think like if you're a liquid business and in selling liquids i don't know what this is yeah, <laughs> to yeah. another I was going somewhere, like, like a know, chem- chemical company yeah. that sells stuff to other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, you know, when you're on the bus or the train home from work, what are you browsing? Like, yeah. you're browsing Facebook on your phone. Like, if you see something on your way home that solves a problem that you've been wrestling with that day at work, you're probably going to click on it just to see what it is. And that, you know, if that ad or whatever it is that you see, it takes you into Messenger, which is a functionality that's very easy to set up and brings you into a chatbot experience that offers you something of value at the end of it or helps you solve your problem, then why wouldn't you go to that? Even if you don't do it right there and then, you're probably gonna remember it the next day and get to it when you're at work because it's Mm. solving your problem. And just because you've discovered that on the bus home doesn't mean that you know, oh, I'm not going I to work like, I work. It's a not a B2B marketing tactic. Exactly. Like, yeah. you know, people people want to solve their problems regardless of whether they're sat in the office or whether they're browsing Facebook at home or whether they're on the bus, you know, just if that's where they're spending their time, then the they're going to welcome finding a solution to their problem wherever that is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay. So I know what people will be thinking now, because I definitely had this until very recently. Um, this can all sound, it all sounds great, but it also yeah. sounds intimidating as well. For sure. So where, what are the tools, like let's get tactical now, like what are some of the tools uh, that people can adopt to employ yeah. some of these things? I was intimidated when I first started, when I was tasked um, by my boss and our CMO to figure this out last year, I was intimidated. I was like, where do we, where do we start? Um, and we started with a free chatbot tool called Chatfuel. Um, which is a drag and drop interface. It's kind of branching logic yeah, uh, to build a bot. So, for example, uh, if you click, if I ask you if you live in Sydney and you click yes here or no here, you'll see a different response based on that response that you've given. Um, just like you would get in, like, uh, you know, kind of like what you would see in HubSpot workflow or something like that. Mm. It's quite, if you work with any kind of software or any kind of automation, you've probably seen that like branching logic before. Um, really, really simple. And we're not talking about artificial intelligence here. We're talking about a pre-written chatbot with pre-written responses um, that can help you automate some of the stuff that you might otherwise have done manually. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Mm. Um, another really great one is called ManyChat. Um, very similar thing. Um, honestly, I'm, I wouldn't have considered myself a technical person when I started doing this, but 
it's so easy for anyone to jump in and start playing around with um, yeah yeah it, it becomes and there's so much community support on these things um, yeah I would recommend just digging in and seeing for yourself it's free to use um, and just seeing where you get to so with it once you, I, feel, I feel like once you try it and you realize that it's not as difficult as you imagined it to be the, it, it gets your, I guess, cogs whirring as to what the possibilities are. Now you feel like you can do it. Um, it certainly yeah. did for me anyway. Once I got in and started playing around, then I was like, oh, this is cool. This is actually much easier than I thought it would be to build this chatbot. Um, that's with yeah. everything, whether it's podcasting or video, that technical hurdle, you can get over that. Yeah. And that's, yeah, so, okay, so awesome, right? So you can get one of these tools. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll link all of this in the show notes, by the way, um, in the chat, chat fuel. Mm -hmm. um, what are some like say you say say you're bored and you're sold on in on the ID and you want to start? Mm -hmm. So what are some examples like? Say you're running your own business now. Yep. Where would you start? Like, could you use it for a lead magnet? Is it the contact page? You can. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Um, where I would start if it was the first time I'd ever touched it, I would start with just setting up a very basic um, chatbot that gets triggered whenever someone clicks like message us on the page. Um, so that you don't have to respond to it immediately. You know, like it might be uh, a chatbot that says, hey, thanks for getting in touch. Um, what can we help you with? And there might be some pre-selected buttons that, you know, like the most common things that people get in touch with you for. Um, and then branching logic that goes into a bit more detail, a bit more detail. And then it might, you might have, um, at that point, you might pass it on to a human and it triggers like an alert for like a services team or a sales team, for example, details, um, yeah. to jump in there and, and help out. Um, but I would just start with like a really simple like welcome and how can we help and like based on what you already know that people usually contact you about, just kind of predict some of that in a really simple chatbot. Um, I guess once you feel a bit comfortable with it, I would then, you know, you can start experimenting with it for acquisition. So one thing that we did is we ran um, ads for a webinar um, and an ad type in, in Facebook is actually uses Messenger as a destination. So when someone sees your ad that looks like any other Facebook ad mm -hmm. that you would have seen in your feed, um, they click on it and it opens up in Messenger. Yeah, as opposed to a landing page. As opposed to a landing yeah. page, yeah. It opens up in Messenger. So already you're winning because you're not fragmenting the experience by taking them to a, a web page when they're on the phone, which sometimes the form can feel really long because mm -hmm. it's like, uh, it's it's a responsive page. It's all like bunched in line, line, line. Um, you can send them to a conversation and your bot that you've built in chat fuel on any chat can say to them, hey, let's get you registered for this webinar. What's your first name? Um, That's awesome. Or any can easy. like, yeah. what's your email? Uh, what's your company name? All that kind of uh, data that you would usually collect in a traditional form. And with something really simple like a Zapier, you can be zapping that over to your CRM to create a new lead. Um, and the great thing about this is, is that the form turns into a conversation. So it's a much more natural experience. It's native to the channel that that person was already in, already spending their time in. Um, and your cost per lead checks out very, very low because not many people are using it yet. Mm. Um, so it's a win-win all around. Um, one thing that people often ask me about that is like, do you see a lot of drop-off um, with the conversation experience? Um, and kinda, not, not a huge amount, but the beauty of it is, is that you can see that drop-off in that conversation. And at what point they're dropping off. At what point yeah. they're dropping off. And you can even, 
remind them that they haven't finished filling out that form. That's what yet. I love about this. Yeah. So you you can do that, correct? You can have the bot start a conversation and you jump yes. in as a human and finish it off. Yes, you can. You That's can cool. do that, but you can even do that automatically as well. You don't even have to add the manual element there. You could set okay. up. Yeah. Um, in some of the chatbot building uh, platforms, like in, in ManyChat, you can actually do this and set up like a sequence, um, like almost like a workflow mm -hmm. that like if someone didn't finish that conversation or reach the end goal or whatever that was, uh, yeah, like 12 hours later, 24 hours later, you can send a message to that person saying, hey, did That's you still cool. want to, did you still want to register for this webinar? Like, let me know if you want to continue. And whereas with a landing page, you just don't get that. If someone doesn't fill out the form, they don't fill out the form. You might be able to like, you know, in hopes that you can build a list of people that landed on that page and didn't convert. Um, but it just doesn't feel as natural to yeah, chase people by an email for, you, for something like that. It's not natural for the user. They're going from environment to environment. Exactly. It's seamless. It's like progressive profiling. It's like, what's your name? Okay, I'll just put my name. What's this? What's this? That, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually the, the beauty of all this for us was that CRM connection um, yeah. because without that you're not connecting the dots between that person's activity on messenger with that person's activity on your website with you via email um, and you can by zapping that interaction or whatever it is into your CRM um, it just connects all the dots across your across your different channels. So let's talk about that like you guys obviously it's no secret i've gone all in with messenger mm -hmm. all in with chatbots like you guys bought motion ai that do something you know like <laughs> it's all sort of related right so you guys have gone all in so uh -huh. like what's what has hubspot some of their plans i know you guys have just released stuff some stuff is coming out in the pipeline yes. what can you talk about what hubspot is doing for hubspot customers using messenger for their own customers yes so at Inbound, we announced the Conversations product, which is a universal inbox that eventually will be a centralized inbox for all of your interactions across any channel. And it's all connected to the data that exists in your CRM. Um, so it lives alongside the CRM, basically, mm -hmm. um, as an inbox. So what that means is whether someone contacts you via your support email or whatever email you connect up to it, whether that's your live chat on your website, um, or Facebook Messenger, eventually, that's that's gonna be coming further down the line this year. Um, what happens is those interactions all get put into one inbox um, and the channel is labeled under any interaction. The CRM record comes down the side, so you've got full context of who that person is, the steps they've taken with you before, and you can directly reply to them if you need to. Um, via that inbox and it will shoot out to the channel that they connected Whatever with you channel they Yeah, awesome. so you don't need to leave that inbox. Um, what you also get, um, or will also get, is um, a couple of templated bots um, that you can use on like live chat on your website to for those time-saving things like I mentioned yeah. before. The branching logic, which is will be familiar to you if you use uh, HubSpot workflows, that kind of thing, um, that kind of interface, but for bots. Um, so yeah, we're, we're kind of bringing it all. I yeah, feel like I think, uh, by I the end just, of this year, uh, it'll be very, it's gonna be very firing. Cool. I think just today or yesterday, I, uh, I somehow stumbled into the beta or something, and, mm -hmm. you can, yeah. and I was it's yeah, I was like, wow, I need to, I need yeah, to. Yeah, I had a demo. I had a demo of it this morning, um, and I was blown away. I was That's like, awesome. wow, this is the full right. It brings all your data together in one place. It is just any touch point, yeah, multi-channel, your yeah. platform one place goes back to And it's powered by the CRM, so it's like truly closed loop, like you understand everything about that yeah. person, whether even if they've just 
contact you? Do you buy Facebook Messenger? It's all organic. All right, Lisa. So for a lot of brands, um, I'm still sticking with, with sticking to it on Facebook. But let's kind of shift it. So for a lot of brands, Facebook general, the traditional Facebook, has gone down. Right with the whole news feed going yeah. to zero, which is if you're a brand page, it's already happening. But if you post something, you're always going to have to boost it. A lot of people are already finding that. Mm -hmm. So is there a is there a correlation between so Mark is investing all this sort of time I kind of feel on one side even though Facebook Messenger wants everyone to start using this mm -hmm. um, that they accidentally kind of scared people because Facebook as a whole is going down mm -hmm. a little bit people spending more time in messaging messaging so I, I know there's gonna be skeptics out there that are thinking but why Facebook's going down anyway where that's too that's a, that's really a broad brush I guess my question is is there a correlation between that reducing and that affecting Facebook? The organic reach. Yeah. Yeah, I think the organic reach Should we be is, worried about that? The organic reach is because of monetization, right? Like if you're a business on Facebook, Facebook is a business that you need. Yeah. They want you to pay for that reach. That's their whole, that's their whole business model, it's advertising. So I 100% see them doing something similar with Messenger. To what degree, I don't think we know yet uh, because they're gonna, they're gonna have to be careful with it because you know they they exist because of their user base like they need it to be a good experience for their user base and they need you to be operating on messenger in a way that doesn't put people off using messenger so i think they're going to need to tread carefully with what that looks like um but i i definitely would expect to see them monetizing the audience i think they already are i've seen ads in messenger myself like in the actual messenger app yeah um or like or um business bots being promoted um, or suggested to you based on what Facebook thinks um, will be useful to you. So I expect to see that continuing. Whether I would be, I don't think I would be worried about that because um, you know, it's just the way it is. Like you can't, if your consumers or your customers are spending time on Facebook, like you can't ignore the fact that they're doing that because you have to pay for it. Like you have, you just have mm. to, like you have to budget for that. You have to make sure that's part of your, your plan. Um, I don't know that you should be worried about it because you know, you don't own, um, you don't own that audience in any way really. Yeah. Like, you know, you, and that's the way everything's going. So I, I wouldn't be worried about it. I would just keep an eye on it and make sure that you're adapting your strategy accordingly and planning, planning ahead for a, to have a Facebook budget, yeah. you know, like your audience is on Facebook. Um, don't sit back and decide not to reach them just because you've got to pay a little bit, like redistribute your costs, like see what you can do there. And there are ways that you can uh, service your content on Facebook um, just by understanding how the algorithm works a little bit. So, you know, if the algorithm at a certain point in time is favoring live video, that might give you more organic reach than uh, image-based posts would. So by running a live video and boosting that will get you more bang for your book than boosting an image would. So it's for it's just keeping an eye on things, adjusting as you go, and just yeah, just realizing that you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay for this. Uh, yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be expensive, depending on how you do it or what your goals are. Um, but I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't not use messenger because it could end up ever being like that if, if any if anything it's it's actually hedging your bets right so yeah like you like you opened with they're spending more time in messenger and these closed closed networks um so as marketers 
if that's not working, we can shift, we can hedge our bets, you know, focus on Messenger, yeah. focus on anything that's working well, like Facebook Live or whatever. Yeah. So. And I, there's a huge advantage to being an early adopter of this. You know, like we're just saying, like, yeah. this isn't we, quite we happening. Will, we will ruin this in five years. Yeah, right? exactly. Marcus, we will eventually yeah. ruin it. Exactly. And yeah. I think, like, whilst Facebook isn't heavily monetizing that user base yet, and whilst there is organic reach and you can contact people for free, do that now while you can, because we don't know what it's going to look like in two years' time, in a year's time even. So yeah. there's, there's, that's even more reason to get started now, to be honest, because if you can uh, adopt this channel for free and all you need to put in is your time, that's a great thing. And then further down the line, if you do need to pay for um, that reach, then you'll already be in a good position because you understand the platform, you understand how you can get the most bang for your buck out of it because you've been working in it and you yeah. understand what value it's already having to your business. So now is the perfect time to test it, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Wise words. Thank you, Lisa. Um, second last question. So last, second last question. So in terms of Facebook, chatbots, maybe what HubSpot is doing in that space, where can people learn more? So we, there's a billion places people can learn more. There's a ton of stuff on the HubSpot blog. If you just Google HubSpot blog, chatbots, HubSpot blog, Facebook Messenger, you'll find a ton of different things. Um, we are working on a lot of exciting like educational materials. Um, so keep an eye out for that. I presume you know if you follow HubSpot on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, you'll see it. So um, that's coming in August. But there's yeah, there's already a ton of places you can. Learning about this, you don't have to wait for those things. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And for, I mean, a lot of our listeners aren't on HubSpot, and this isn't this is an inbound marketing podcast. So, um, one thing I will say is, if that's got if that's kind of perked your interest when it comes to HubSpot and chatbots, HubSpot already has a history. Uh, I'm not going to dwell on this too much because everyone, you know, some people already know, but HubSpot already has a history with Facebook. You can have your social posting from HubSpot. You can have your lead ads. So if you have a lead ad, it will integrate with. Um, HubSpot. What else is HubSpot doing already that you guys have already been doing for ages now with when it comes to Facebook? Facebook. Oh, the, the older creation. Yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can create so you can have a lookalike yep. based on your yep. database in HubSpot, target them on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, there's an ad module. So this is really an extension of what you guys have already started. Yeah, exactly. In that you can space. already do most of the things that you would want to do in Facebook from a marketing perspective, you can use HubSpot to do. Um, but yeah, like, this is an extension of that, kind of yeah. taking it to the next level and across the different apps. If you can cut out a, 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 a tool for marketers, then I think that yeah, we, we love that. And just like with consumers, if you can cut out an app, they will love that too. So hopefully that analogy makes sense. So um, final question. So you know, you're a successful senior marketing manager for, uh, <laughs> for a great brand in Australia. Um, where where do you sort of keep up to date? Like, how do you keep yourself fresh? Like, this space moves so fast. Mm -hmm. Give us some you know some personal insight from yourself. For me personally, it's speaking to people. Like, that's how I like to keep up to date with it. Speaking to interesting people. You know, when you're at events, talk to people, ask them what they're doing, what's the most cool thing they've tried recently. Because I personally, I find it very difficult to be consuming blog posts listening to podcasts, watching videos all the time, you know, we're all very, very busy. But I find that, you know, the time that I do take out to, you know, go for lunch with someone at another company or ask someone a question on LinkedIn or speak to someone at an event is like, that's the knowledge that I remember mm. as well. I find make it that, fun, make it social. Yeah, yeah, and it's like by speaking to someone, you associate that thing you learned with them and it's much easier to remember that that's significant. Whereas if you're just reading uh, reams, of, reams of content or like you're, you're actively trying to 
consume too much mm. I find that it all ends up blending into one unless you're very deliberate about what you want to learn about so generally keeping up to date I find just good old-fashioned chatting to people is easy, best. Yeah. easy boss, <laughs> yeah. easy to do you don't need to write down a whole bunch of stuff and then if Amazing. I want to find out something specific or like I want to learn about something specific that's when I'll head to YouTube to my that's favorite blogs. Yeah, no, like, okay. no, that kind of yeah. that's when I'll like go looking for something more specifically. But yeah. just generally keeping abreast of what's going on. It's just just chatting to people, keeping your ear to the ground. Sweet, awesome. Uh, any passing thoughts? Anything you want to sort of leave the audience with? Um, just you're going just, on holiday, which is I amazing. I am going on holiday. Okay for us, I am. But, yeah. but I would say my parting advice for this would be: it's not as scary as you think it's going to be. It's not as complex as you think it's going to be. You don't need to know how to build out artificial intelligence or anything. It's it's honestly as easy as building an email from my perspective. Like it's not it's not difficult to use one of these chatbot builders. So just have a play around with it and see what happens. You know, there's take an hour out of your your day next week and just have a tinker around, see how you can build out something really simple. That's that's honestly how we started. And now that resulted in an acquisition and is bringing it to our customers just by giving it a go. So yeah. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa. We'll link to everything you've mentioned in the show notes. There's some experiments you guys have done so yes. people can see yeah. email versus chatbots. And mm -hmm. I think the data there is pretty amazing. So thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Um, and uh, thanks for coming on. Hope you have a fantastic holiday. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is a good parting thing to do today. <laughs> I'm glad we could be the last thing. Thanks, Lisa. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.